Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that it fits. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, bars, and life. Giving them truth in it. Scream a revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days put the sunshine in it. Good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art, the shock. Go with it. Keep it a beast on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city stand. J.J. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judged by the fruit from the tree But if the fruit tastes like the streets And money is the fruit that they seek So tell me whose face do they seek Yep, welcome back DJ Focus, Dice Gamble Thank y'all for waking up Another blessed day again with us mm. Just thirsting for the Lord Thursday mm-hmm. uh, When I tell y'all this show is off the hook today I'm glad y'all tuned in Because uh, y'all in for a treat today We uh, oh, Shouts out to uh, all the young ones out there The young adults I, I just need every grown grown adult to text the young adults and just say listen tap into the tap into the fix this morning they got, they got a topic for y'all we got a real talk topic we just want to have a discussion we're just trying to understand some things and um when you talk about uh mannerism uh, mm. when you talk about respect mm-hmm. when you talk about just different things that go into you know mm-hmm. being as my grandfather would say a responsible citizen <laughs> What we talking about, Day and Dice, Real Talk Conversation. Hey, uh, is morality gone from the youth? You know, do these youth have any morals, any standards, anything? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Some people are probably going to get their feelings hurt. If y'all, if you are under the age of mm, 30 and you're listening, this this one is not personal, but it's a real conversation that we we, we going to have. Yeah, we're going to definitely have. Have this conversation. We got some experience and some opinions <laughs> and, and some some real life uh, things we're going to bring up to as well, just in our experience. So, you know, it, it might not be everybody's experience, but I do, uh, you know, want to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think respect is a, is, is a huge thing. Uh, I, I just know. Yeah, I couldn't do anything around any of my elders without them checking Listen, me. So, yeah, the old heads would check you, like you said. Oh yeah, Every, everybody oh, yeah. would check you on the spot mm-hmm. too. It wasn't no, we're going to go in somewhere in private. Like no. it was like, yeah, you just shut that down right now. Cause you did it right now. That's right, what right. Mama said. Right, right, right. She said, she said you can show out on me in, in, in this Silverman's or uh, this K- Kmart, and you think I'm supposed to wait till you get home, but you showing out right now in the aisle. Right, right, right. So you get whooped in the aisle right now. Really? Oh, you ain't gonna get off that floor. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna give you something to stay there for. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, keep sitting there. I keep, keep sitting, sitting there. there. Keep sitting there. And I might leave you if you ain't in the car. Wow. That thing gonna be smoking. You, you will get left. Somebody. You will get. I have left a child. You know. I'm so glad they're older now. You know. They might have to go to counseling for it, but it, it definitely taught them a lesson. Like when I say, "Be ready to go and in the car mm-hmm. with your mm-hmm. backpack." Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. But we do we do have some that do respect. So we are gonna yeah, talk about both sides because we do got some. Shouts out to uh, young Mikey uh, Mikey J. Man. Uh, we talked to yesterday. I, I know that that young man got his head on right. He respect the elders. So I, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I got a new mm-hmm. a new respect for him. Mm-hmm. 
a few of our other little, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the young up and coming sis and little bro. Yeah, it, it's some out here. So we're going to talk about both sides. I don't want y'all to think we just beating young adults up. That's not what we're doing. But we're going to talk about both sides and how we get better and how we grow together. Yeah. And uh, when I tell y'all, we got, uh, you know, a young up and coming star in the NBA joining us this morning. Mm, mercy. Uh, the forward from, uh, you know, the Orlando Magic, mm. Jonathan Isaac, will be joining us today. He he got some uh, Jesus shoes that's going on out here. He out here. He the only one, first player ever mm. uh, to have a uh, Bible verses on a sneaker. So he designed his own sneaker. Wow. He has apparel. He has a little bit of everything. So, yeah, we're going to get him on, mm. talk about his fake journey, mm-hmm. talk about uh, his shoe, Judah One. It's uh, doing crazy right now. Uh, so, yeah, we're excited about mm. that. So that's going to be a good one, too, as well, oh, yeah. Dottie. Yeah, I'm excited. And uh I love shoes, but I also love um, things that I shouldn't like. Because here's the deal. Cotton candy was a reason why I went to, uh, you know, like fall festivals and stuff. That and the candy apples and, and maybe a funnel cake. I don't know. Uh, today is National Cotton Candy Day. I just want to throw it out there. You know, it's that sponge sugar, you know, that staple at all the carnivals and things like that. And it's just, you know, now they make shapes and, you know, Mickey Mouse and candy canes, everything. It's not just a little ball no more. It's actual art. Uh, today is the day. If you know anybody with some cotton candy on this day, go and support them. And it's crazy. Guess who invented cotton candy, folks? You ain't even going to believe this. Guess what their profession was? Um, I don't know. There was a salesman, car salesman. A dentist. William Morrison. Dentist. And confectioner John C. Wharton invented the machine that spins the daggone cotton candy. See, they was they was trying to get that business. They see they ain't fooling nobody. It was invented in eighteen ninety seven. Cotton candy been around for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I ain't, Go I ain't gonna never lose no weight messing with you, Dice. I ain't gonna never lose no weight. I'm I mean, just you saying. had me eating cookies. You had me eating cookies oh two God, days yeah, ago. Like, now you, now you telling me to go search for some I'm cotton candy. Saying. You know, I that blue and red uh, just go ridiculous. Like, I, if, if if it ain't got the blue and red mix, I don't want that bag. That ain't the that ain't the right. Can't even sell it in the store now in that little container. LJ loves it. I know. He, he's like, oh my goodness, like, can you give me some cotton candy, bro? But see. I'm glad you brought up LJ. Shouts out to LJ. LJ can eat whatever he want to eat. The, the man the metabolism probably on Superman. So yeah, the, the, you don't, Excellent. don't, yeah, don't, don't Excellent. do that. Don't do that. That's true. Yeah, That's true. that ain't that ain't my life. That's, That's okay. My life. That's okay. Lord, y'all, y'all go ahead and support the cause today, though. Yeah, go support the cause. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix. And the fix is in. I'm Dice Gamble from The Fix, and this is your News in 90. Katie Conans, a NASA audio specialist and lead at Goodard Space Flight Center, has been named in Forbes magazine on a list of 30 innovators. From a small town in McDonough, Georgia, she graduated from Mercer University in 2019. She says, I put myself through school and really struggled financially to make it to the finish line. In 2023, Conan also launched the agency's first Spanish podcast in collaboration with the NASA and Espanol team. Still looking for that special gift for that special someone this Christmas who already has everything? Maybe a 3D printer is exactly what you need. For hours and hours of unlimited creativity unlocked, 3D printers can print everything from jewelry to statues and toys, you name it. A CNET recommendation for 2023 is Bamboo Labs P1S 3D printer. Go to BambooLab.com for more information. Actor and comedian Jamie Foxx made 
made a surprise appearance at Monday night's Critic Choice Association celebration of cinema and television, honoring Black, Latino, and AAPI achievements. This was Fox's first public appearance since suffering his medical complications in April. During the ceremony, the actor received the Vanguard Award for Amazon Prime Videos, The Burial. Many other award winners were in attendance, like Cheryl Lee Ralph taking home the Career Achievement Award and Eva Longoria taking home the Breakthrough Director Award in Film. I'm Dice Gamble, and this has been your News in 90. Holy Culture Radio, a life-changing experience through progressive music and empowering conversations. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. You're a source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. And it's time for our spiritual detox. And Dice, we got a special one today. Yes, we uh, do. I, I was excited. I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, I, I was excited uh, when I saw some kingdom sneaker sneaker floating around <laughs> all on Instagram and stuff. And I didn't know at first. So for, for, for one, I didn't know um, it was a professional athlete that was promoting it. But I seen them. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. But then I did a little history on little little little, little searching. I'm like, search. oh, this is even better. Yeah, this is even yeah. better when you got somebody on a large platform, a, a professional basketball player who is sold mm-hmm. out for Jesus. Yeah, we rock with that around here <laughs> all day, every day. Listen, uh, I, I'm definitely, uh, we are definitely excited to welcome in a super talented uh, mm-hmm. NBA basketball player from the Orlando Magic, Jonathan Isaac. What's going on, brother? Yo, thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Come on, man. Thank you for coming by here. I wish I had the sound effect pad. Uh, Focus has it over there. I would have been like, da 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 da. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for stopping by. It is an honor. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, likewise, likewise. Hey, so let's let's talk about it. We got a lot to talk about with you, man. So first, uh, listen, uh, my my grandfather used to tell me if you don't stand for something, you'll go for anything. Off anything. And um, uh, one thing I know, you were very vocal about, and you know, you took a stance and not kneeling for the national anthem. Um, can you just speak to that uh, and why that meant so much to you? Much to you to represent your faith compared to being, you know, uh, black first, right? Um, honestly, that it was such a crazy time that even now when I look back on it and I talk about it, I can't really put into words how crazy that time was. Because, I mean, we know you even, you even said it just now about about being black first and how ingrained that is to black culture and just black people. You know, at the end of the day, we ride for ours. We're going to do what we do. And that was definitely, uh, you know, something that I felt around that time. Right. You have the, the tragic death of George Floyd. You have all that going on. You have the rise of the Black Lives Matter organization and movement. And it's so easy to just be like, yo, all right, bet. Black is everything. We, we own that. We should be upset. We should be angry. And I'm saying we shouldn't be, but we should march to the beat of this Black Lives Matter organization and movement's drum. They say what we should do. We should post the black squares. We should post the black squares. We should, you know, be hostile and belligerent. We should be hostile and belligerent. We should go out in the streets and do all that, you know, do all the stuff that we do. And we get a pass because of what happened to George Floyd. And so when that originally happened for me, it was like, how do I how do I go about this situation knowing that for me personally, it isn't necessarily black first, it's Christ first. And how, how do I Im, you know, implement myself into this in this into this movement? How do I be vocal or do I need to be vocal at all? And one of the things that I remember was whenever I would have conversations with people that were strong, that felt strongly about the Black Lives Matter organization. And I would say, man, I hear all that. I, I saw what happened. I see the issue. Man, but I believe that Christ is the answer. Man, we ain't with all that right now. Ain't that, that, we ain't with <laughs> all that Jesus stuff another time. This, this is this is our time. You know what I'm saying? This is time for, for Black revolution. And so I never felt comfortable in the movement. Um, and so I just kind of stayed around the outside. 
And then we got to this moment where the NBA players are going into this bubble and we already know they're kind of gearing us up for it. Black Lives Matters on the court, Black Lives Matters on the jerseys. Like it's, it's going to be all over the place. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm fine with it. And then the day before we play, the first team kneels for the national anthem. And now it's like, oh, shoot, um, they knelt. So it's like now this trickle down effect. Mm. And so our team officials, they, you know, we have a team meeting. They say, hey, whatever you guys want to do, you guys decide. They put us in a room and it's just the players only. And the players are like, look, we ain't got a choice. We go, they already know we just go with the flow. And one of my teammates turned towards me and is like, yo, what you going to do? What, what you going to do, John? And I was like, fellas, I'm, I'm not going to kneel. I'm not going to wear that T-shirt. And it was like you could hear a pin drop and then just chaos broke out. Oh, my gosh. Here we go with the Jesus stuff. They already knew what that time it was. And so um, and as they were asking me, you know, why I felt the way that I felt for me, it was like I, I didn't agree that kneeling for the national anthem and wearing a T-shirt was going to be a viable solution for the, the true problem at hand. And so when you look at racism, you look at all the things that plague our society, they're heart issues. And one of the things that I was saying to myself was that I know what changes the hearts of men, white, black and indifferent. It's the gospel. And it's not going to be an organization. It's not going to be a movement. It's not going to be a political party that's going to truly create real everlasting change that we need. And I felt like kneeling for the national anthem was only going to be it was only going to create more hostility because of, you know, the way a lot of other people feel about the flag and about the nation. It was just like this. Yeah, we, we know we, we can do this and we know that's that's going to get y'all upset and all this other stuff. And so. One of the things that before I went into the bubble, my pastor was actually preaching a sermon on, you know, when Jesus got captured by the Roman guard and how, you know, Peter lunges forward, cuts the guy's ear off. And Jesus says, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And what my pastor was saying was, if we as black people, especially as black Christians, walk into this moment um, acting in the same way that we that black people have acted when it comes to this issue, we'll always get the same result. And if we can step into this moment with love first, which is radically difficult to do, especially when you see something like a George Floyd, if we could lead with love, if we could lead with, yeah, but I sin too. I fall short of the gospel, the, the glory of God too. And if I can show the love of God, which is inspired of our sins, inspired of our shortcomings, then we could have real change. We could be the leaders on that front and show the world how to love in this moment. And so uh, that's what it was. We went into the, you know, we went into that moment. I, I was on the phone with my pastor the night before now, after we had that meeting and I'm telling him like, I don't, I don't think you understand how crazy this is going to be. Like, I'm gonna be a sellout to you know to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be a coon. I'm gonna be Uncle Tom. Like I'm a. Uh, I hadn't signed my contract extension yet at the time, and so you know money was on the line. If you know if, if something happened, I wasn't playing basketball no more because of the situation. And he said to me, Jonathan, you cannot stand for God and God not stand for you. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I was like, all right, you know, bet I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go through with it, and and I just tried my best to kind of do it humbly and gracefully to say. Look, I see the problem. I just don't agree with that solution. I believe that the, the solution is lifting up the name of Jesus. And at the end of the day, um, you know, if we go by his word, then we can we can make, make a way out of this. That's good. That's good, man. And trust me, if you hadn't been on your Jesus juice since before that, you probably would have got eaten up, bro. But you, yeah. you had such a great track record, you know, at being public about what your faith is and who you believe in. And I was like, Ooh. but I think it was, a, it's, a, it's a testament to like, that's why we should be very vocal about it. Cause it wasn't like a last minute. Oh no, Jesus wouldn't want me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was like, no, nah, right. he's been on this, you know what I'm saying? Really um, 
Really, really good points. And it's a tough thing. I'm glad you brought it up. Focus and I have talked about this before. My father was the first black lieutenant on the sheriff's department, Vandenberg County, Evansville, Indiana. So when that happened, I had to pick my side and it was tough for me in conversation. But I was like, you've never seen your father get up at two o'clock in the morning and put on a bulletproof vest and go out in the middle of the drama. So I I get it. I, I really get it. But this whole see a cop, pop a cop. Yeah, I can't rhyme with you. You know, right. so it, that's what I'm saying. So I, I kind of appreciated it from a different aspect of, yeah, like, let's think outside the box. Um, and yeah, let's approach it differently. So I appreciate and you doing that. Mean that. There's not room for conversation and no, no, no. best to get things done. So yeah. People think, oh, as soon as you say Jesus is like, okay, so now you don't want any reform. You don't yes. want any, you don't want anything to change or to make better. I'm like, oh, we have made immeasurable progress over the last uh, however many years, and we can continue to, but not with this tone, not with this rhetoric. That's just something I can't get down with. Right, right. So, were you, were, were you able, in the midst of doing that, were you able to, uh, some of your teammates or some of the other players, did they reach out and start to, like, you know, build a relationship with you and maybe want to know more about your faith because of you taking that stance? I, absolutely. And I got to say, too, like, it was it was heated. Like we had a, uh, <laughs> so after it happened, and uh, I, I wrote about it a little bit in my book, but after it happened, um, the next day uh, we had practice. And now we on the way back from practice and we on a bus to the hotel. And we all get a text message to our phones, the players group chat, yo, team meeting when we get back to the hotel. And so I'm like, all right, bet. And I'm getting off the bus and one of my teammates, you know, goes by me and says, look, just heads up, this is about you. Oh, Lord. So we, 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 they called a whole meeting about you, huh? <laughs> so we, we get in the meeting and, and, and it was, it was hot. It, it was hostile. Like, and, um, you know, some guys felt like I was hijacking the movement, felt like I was making it about me. Um, and, and, and granted, like we had a few players on the team that was in it. Like they was going to the rallies. They, they was deep. And so I understood the, the emotions of the time. Like I, I wasn't trying to, Chalk it up to, oh, you know, just get over it. Like, I'm like, yo, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I respected your decision to kneel, bro. Like, I, I just want that same respect in return. And, you know, I had teammates that were like, yo, we know Jonathan. We know what he about. It's, this He's not about division. He's not about, like, he a Christian. Like, that's what he is. And so um, we were able to leave the room amicably, but, but it, it, was, it was hostile. And then uh, um, fast forward to people start learning a little bit about the way that black lives organization used the mm-hmm. money, some stuff like that. And I had conversations with guys where they were like, yo, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry about the way that I handled that situation. I probably was a little too emotional, mm-hmm. um, but I, I had players from other sports, soccer players, baseball players reaching out saying, yo, I want to do the same thing. Can you coach me through how to do this? Um, <laughs> because I don't, I don't think I can be as articulate or, you know, as, as, as poised as you, but I have, I feel the same sentiment that, Christ is the answer. I just know that if they put a mic in my face, I'm I'm am I'm, I'm not going to be able to to do it. And so, I, I, I walked a couple guys through what that would look like. White guys, especially, and they're like, "Yo, I'm gonna get crucified <laughs> if, if they do it." And so, um, it, it definitely led to a lot of great conversation and respect. I'm just sitting here like oh, the haters. Like I, I, that, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of strength. But I mean, being a man of faith, we already know. You know. It's going to be some adversity and everybody's not going to think like us. But you are right when you say Jesus is the answer. And so it's I'm just glad you're on here sharing that story as an athlete. Yeah. And I was terrified. Like I, I say this all the time when I'm speaking to folks like I was insanely terrified, like shaking. Like I was uh, one. I didn't sleep the night before. And two, like even when it was time to the moment, like I'm just like, God, like I I, I I more so understand what it means now when Jesus says, like, he who 
he who tries to save his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that was one of the moments of like, I'm I'm losing my life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of casting my life. The money was on the line. Like, the My social credibility was on the line. My black car was on the line. Like, God, like, I'm giving it to you. And I was I was terrified. And so even just encouragement to anybody else that's feeling afraid, like I was just as afraid, probably more. Um, with it being on a national stage, but God is faithful and you and you can trust him to be there for you. That's real. That's real. Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, we got to go through a quick break. We're coming right back with more from Jonathan Isaac. Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. And The Fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix. Listen, we still got uh, NBA uh, forward Orlando Magic uh, representer Jonathan Isaac on with a steal. So come on, talk about this Judah one. Um, let's be very clear. This is the first signature shoe yep. that has uh, visible Bible verses on the shoe. So talk about just everything. Did you envision that this that the shoe would come out the way it came out? Like, was this always what you wanted? Did you get the finishing product that you wanted? I we definitely got the finished product that we want, but the 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 story in terms of getting there was completely God. Like, so back, even we're talking about the whole 2020 in the bubble thing, I got injured in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And so I was originally signed to Nike while I was in the bubble. I was a Nike athlete. And after I got injured, they didn't resign me. And so, uh, I went to my, I went to my pastor and I was like, just telling him like, yo, I, I don't got a shoe company no more. Just letting him know, just, you know, just debriefing him on my life. And he was like, make your own. And I was like, uh, that's crazy. Like, you know, nobody just make their own shoe. They, they got a company behind them. And he's like, you do it. Like, make your own shoe. And so I'm like, okay. And so I started going down the road of like, I'm going to make my own shoe and I'm going to make it authentically me. And so my middle name is Judah. We're going to call it the Judah one. We just started playing with it. And then it was like, yo, like the same way that these, you know, comp- that players have companies behind them that create the shoe. Why don't you start the company behind it as well and, and have it be your own company that stands up for your values what you believe in and you're able to give that to other people um who share the same values as you do and so it turned into this big thing where my pastor came to me he was like you need to call it unitus as the company and i'm like shoot i'm i'm with you like i'm gonna call whatever you like i'm I'm gonna call it that and so um we just started building like just behind the scenes and uh, um we started unitus um we were working on the judah one and all really just came together beautifully and uh, um, yeah, we were able to create, like you said, the, the first one with visible Bible verses on it. And it was just something that was authentically me. Like I was like, we talk about I'm a Christian. I'm like, I want Bible verses to be on it. I want the Lion of Judah to be on it, all that different stuff. And and it just it just turned out really dope. And I'm excited to say that it's out now. Folks can check it out at weareunitus.com. U-N-I-T-U-S, we're Unitas. Four of the five colorways have dropped so far. And there's one more that's dropping tomorrow. What? Yeah. And like, you didn't bring that up? Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> exclusive but we we ain't got nothing in the mail yet exclusive hey, look, look, look. Hey, hey real talk i got y'all like not, not no, like no 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 issue you know so, fedex work all night long seriously, seriously. You understand I got what i'm saying the way my the way my amazon account work the way my amazon account work i get one of them jokes at four o'clock in the morning right. is it though <laughs> I got each of y'all with a fence right. we just gotta stay we gotta connect after this okay, absolutely girl. absolutely that's insane so, so what's next for you? So you're out here, you're starting. First of all, let me go back. Are you okay if this shoe is 
not ever as big as Nike. Because when you brought that up, I didn't even know that. I knew you had a company. I thought you had a clothing line, if I wasn't mistaken. But um, there's a lot of competition with shoes in general. So it's like, is this just simply for the faith? You know what I'm saying? Or are you like, no, I, I really want to see this shoe go. Oh, well, I definitely want to see this shoe go. But, but for me, it's more about, it's like, I, I have this vision in my mind of like, of like a feeling like I, I know what it is to to have the feeling of standing alone. I, I know what that's like to be the only one who's thinking a certain way. And I know that for so long, Christians especially have had that feeling of like being in you were in school, you you were in a room and n- nobody else believes like you do or thinks like you do. It's a really lonely feeling. And I'm thinking to myself, if if, if we could create something, one, that's not that's, that's really for the culture and um, and to get people to have full confidence and encouragement in the values that they believe and stand up for so when you when you're a christian it's not just i'm a christian i'm a second class citizen and i I need to shy away but it's like yo what i have is the truth and i have what the world needs and now i have a brand that uh that stands up for my values and beliefs and i can put on and be encouraged about who i am in christ and who i am with and with everybody else who's wearing it as well the values that they hold white black and different and so i'm thinking to myself like of course, I want to see it go. Of course, I want to see it blow up. But if I can deliver that feeling um, to Christians all around the country, all around the globe um, that look different, come from different places, different backgrounds, then I've won. And, mm-hmm. and ultimately, it's, it's, it's for the kingdom anyway. So it's not about um, outpacing Nike or anything like that. The world is going to do what the world does. But I wanted to deliver something for us, by us, that we can be encouraged by. That's good. That's a, that's amazing. Listen, I love it. share a little bit of your faith journey. Have you always been this sold out for Christ? Like, I am sold out. yeah, yeah, no, for real. Because like you just inspiring me over here. I'm like, like, have you always had this fire to like really represent Christ by all means necessary? Not, not at all. My my story is insane, and so uh, this is it. Really, ain't a shameless plug, but it's just I can't tell you the whole thing right now. If okay. you want to check out my story, you can check out the book Why I Stand. It's on Amazon. Check it out. That tells you the whole backstory. But I grew up in church. Like my my daddy was the Holy Ghost roller. We was in church all the time. But it was just traditional for me. It wasn't like something that I actually believed or I understood that you could have a tangible relationship with Jesus. And so um, my parents split up when I'm ten. I moved from Bronx, New York to Naples, Florida. Hmm. So uh, I go from all black community to all white community. And I struggled so bad. Like my nickname was Ethiopia because I was tall. I was lanky. I was dark. And so. Uh, no, they I, didn't call you. So no, 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 they didn't. That is so I, 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 I put my hands up for you. I just feel like you just wanted Please. to suck. Like what you, what you say it again. Say that it again. That was, my, that was my nickname. Like they called me that. I got in so many fights, like just, just trying to adjust. But I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of pretty. Though. I, I kind of like. I hate. I, I hate. I like it. I like it because I know about Ethiopia. I'm like, right, right, right. kind of off the chain though. But but yeah, no, my, that sucks. Go ahead. My cheek, my cheekbones, and all that. They're <laughs> like, oh, are you Ethiopian? And so, uh, so yeah. But I during that time, I re- I really struggled with like anxiety, mm-hmm. like self insecurity, trying to fit in with these kids, and that's why I latched on to basketball so hard. Because once I started playing. I started to get everything that I thought I wanted. Like the girls started wanting to, you know, hang out with me. The dudes, they wanted me on their team now. We picking up Jay, all that stuff. And so I really just put everything into this game. But I was still struggling with this anxiety behind the scenes where if I would play good, everything was great. If I would play bad, then I felt like I was going to lose everything that I had gained. And so I was always in this limbo of 
up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down emotionally to the point where I'm the number one player in the state of Florida. I'm going to Florida. I'm going to Florida State University, and I'm on anxiety medication to play. Come Nobody on, knows. teammates don't know, parents don't know. Just me, a coach, and a trainer know about what I'm struggling with behind the scenes of being this big man on campus. Everybody expecting you to lead them to the national tournament and all that stuff, and I'm carrying this on my shoulders. Of if I mess up, I'm gonna lose everything. Mm-hmm. And so, fast forward to uh, I get drafted. I'm the sixth pick. And one day I'm on an elevator and uh, uh, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of stuff in between there. But just to carry it on, one day I'm on an elevator and this dude stops me. I'm in Orlando. I'm a rookie. I'm living life like I'm like, look, I want to experience everything that the NBA got to offer. Like I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in there. And so uh, but I still have, you know, I still have Jesus in my back pocket where it's like if somebody asks me if I'm a Christian, I'm a Sam a Christian. If if times got bad enough, I switch my playlist up, listen to some gospel music to get back on track, something like that. But um, I'm on an elevator at this new spot that I'm living in out in Orlando. God stops me and says, I can tell you how to be great. And I'm like, how? He's like, you got to know Jesus. Wow. wow. I'm like, man, I know Jesus. I'm a Christian, all that stuff. But from that moment, my life got completely like flipped upside down. Like I start seeing this guy all over the place in the parking lot, elevator, front of the building, all this different stuff. And uh, um, he uh, uh, he invites me to church. I mean, he, he invites me to lunch. And I'm like, uh, uh Man, I don't want to go lunch with you in the back of my head, but I end up going. And not to take you down the whole road, but that man eventually became my pastor. Mm. And, uh, wow. He taught me about the love of God and how it's unconditional. We don't have to fight for it. We don't have to play for it. We don't have to make a shot for it. And it completely changed my life to the point where I was so used to working for love um, and working for acceptance. And when I was just able to kind of let go and find my identity and uh, confidence and boldness in Christ, it changed everything. And uh, um, and st- it's still a process, something I'm still working through to this day, but I've learned how to fight back against the lies of the enemy. And uh, uh, and it's so, th- what's so beautiful to me, even about the book and even about the whole standing in the bubble thing is like, people, a lot of people were like, yo, this is so courageous, this is so bold. But I'm like, yo, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. Like, if you knew my story, if you know who, like, you would understand that it truly is just a transformational work of Jesus Christ, because I'm the last person that would ever want to stand alone for anything, especially if I'm going to be uh, name called and ridiculed for it. It's just not in my, it's not who I am. It's not my DNA. And so uh, for it to be the case and to be what happened, I know it's God. Mm-mmm. Listen, shout out to all y'all pastors out here. Y'all better keep sowing seeds. You never know how that's going to come back. <laughs> Bless For real. your life. I just got to say, I just got to say this to you. I'm, I'm so glad you say that because one of the things that my wife says all the time, she'd be like, you know, when we, when I be looking at these podcasts and stuff like that, not, not your guys' podcasts at all, but a lot of these interviews and stuff like that, it's always bashing the church in one way, shape, or form or bashing the pastor, something like that. And I'm like, nobody ever really talks about the good. Come on now. Um, that pastor's doing the community, that church is doing the community. Like my pastor is the bomb. Like people really don't talk about it. And so just thank thank you for your shout out. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I love it, man. Mm-mm-mm. For sure. Listen, people want to know about the quality of this shoe, man. Talk about it a little bit before we get you out of here, the okay. quality of this sneaker, because that's big for a ball player. Like, is this, yeah. you, did you use top quality material? Are they durable? <laughs> like, we, we, we want to know, you know, when we step out on the court, how good is this sneaker in performance wise? Yeah, all, all I can say is it is the exact sneaker that I'm wearing night in and night out on the NBA floor. Oh, really? It's, it's the same one. And so a lot of times what other companies do is they'll reinforce 
the player sneakers that they that 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 they have NBA guys wearing, and they'll sell the public an unreinforced pair or a pair that's not to the same quality. It's the same thing. I'm wearing if you if you wear if you wear a 16, um, which is like I wear, we wearing the same exact shoe that I'm wearing night in and night out on the NBA floor. So it is complete. It's durable. It's strong, and you're you gonna be all right. Trust me. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's what's that. What, what, what's that one thing you want to share with a, with a, with an up and coming athlete who may be uh, you know scared to be bold like yourself about their faith? Man, I, w- I would say the same thing my pastor told me. You can't stand for God and God not stand for you. At the end of the day, God is faithful. He got mm-hmm. us. And and it's like uh, uh, the enemy is hilarious, man. He's, he, he's he's good at what he does, but um, but he has no power. He has no power. And when we truly trust in God and just take steps forward in boldness and confidence, God got us and we can't be messed with. And so I just encourage you to just stay planted in your word. Keep moving forward and uh, um. Let it be about him. Let it be about God. Let it, let it not be about you. And when we get ourselves in a way, we mess everything up. Like let it be about honor and glory in the King, and just and just be yourself. Listen, we just want to give you your roses, and we want to thank you, uh, Ji, for real. Because uh, yes, again, you are in uh, the NBA, and you being able to be more vocal about your faith and represent mm-hmm. uh, the body, because we all a community. So we, we listen. We cheering for you. Yeah. We here for you, and we appreciate you, brother. Listen, uh, tell the people how they connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms, where they can buy any of your merch, your shoes, and, and everything. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Jonathan Isaac on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, the main one is United. So we are United.com. U-N-I-T-U-S is the website. And uh, uh, yeah, just check me out there. If you want to check out the book, Why I Stand, head to Amazon. And it's much appreciated. We got to go to a break. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. Hey, and The Fix is in. Surrender everything bad that has happened to you. Surrender them to the Father. Cast your cares on Him. Surrender it all so you can fly. All those idols, all those negative thoughts, bad intentions, horrible habits. Give up the sin and surrender. No more fear. Only God faith. Surrender. Give up the old you for a new version of you you have never seen before. No more of your will with God's will. Get free and get ready. Become transformed when you surrender. Become redeemed when you surrender. God will restore you. Surrender. God will fight for you, surrender anything or anybody in the wrong place, anything or anyone in your heart's prison of unforgiveness, surrender, surrender pride, renew your mind, be transformed and live your best life, white flag, white flag, pack up your bag and all your addictions and past hurts, white flag, white flag, pack up that attitude that you know what's best, surrender your idea that you know everything, it pleases God when we surrender and let him lead, failure becomes a lesson when we surrender. Set back is a new direction when we surrender. Let in the new inspiration and become changed. Surrender. Go boldly before the throne of grace and surrender. I am Dice Gamble, and this has been your quick fix. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You're tapping into the fix, and it's time to get real in these streets, Dice. And I'm excited about this one because, well, you know, anytime we get a chance to talk about, you know what I'm saying, some real life experiences. <laughs> Ooh, this is going to be off the hook. So I'm going to give y'all a disclaimer right now. This might not be what you wanted to hear early into Moulton, but Ooh, you're going to get this work today. So uh, come work. on, Dice. What are we going to talk about? How we, how we, how we, what, 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 oh. what, how real are we going to get today? Oh, well, we're going to get real. Like, is morality gone in today's youth? 
That's what we're going to get Your little cousins in them. Yeah, all my cousins bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was talking about this the other day. All my my cousins have been to jail. Like, it's not. (laughs) Listen, they already know. Like, it's it's real. It's a situation. I don't, I don't, Mm -hmm. I might have two, three decent cousins in my family. All the rest, you know, hide your jewelry, hide your car. Like, (laughs) they out here. You know, but, um. It is, it is what it is. But morality, though, is slowly slipping away from today's youth. You can just look at it online. You can. Here's the deal. We have some good kids out there who, you know, they're they're going to school. They're working their jobs. They're, they're building businesses. But we have probably, I say over half of them are just, they're nasty, man. They're mm-hmm. rude. You know, they're arrogant. They're mm-hmm. disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to submit to any authority. You know, they just have zero idea of the seeds that they're sowing in today's society and how fast those seeds can grow and come back and choke the life out of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I think this is something that we do need to discuss. And it's unfortunate because we have a lot, a lot of young parents. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be real with you, like, some of these parents and the kids, some of the kids are trying to raise the parents at this point because they all the same age, you know? Like, you got the child that's 15 and then your mama's 30. I mean, we growing up together. So it's, it's it's a it's a tough world right now for the youth. I can't at least give them that, but I will say from a moral standpoint, respecting adults, mm-hmm. you know, the elders, you know, not popping off the mouth or not being disrespectful and walking around looking crazy, you know. I mean, it's it's sad, and I don't even know if it's going to change. I'll be real with you. I think it's going to get worse, you know, <laughs> when it comes to these comes to these kids, unless this generation starts to instill great values into their children we will have zero hope for the future as far as moral standards are um you know concerning youth you know what i mean i don't know what are your thoughts i got a lot of thoughts okay and i appreciate you Uh, you brought some great points but i think so no let's get back to that parenting situation Uh, first so i think we need to start there um yeah i get it you actually brought up a great point we have young parents Mm -hmm. you know maybe late 20s early 30s oh yeah already raising teenagers yeah i get it I get it. I know. But at what point do we not hold ourselves accountable as parents to grow up, mature, and understand that we need to raise Mm. a productive citizen? If nothing else, you should want to raise your child to be a productive citizen. I agree. To at least, listen, if you're going to finish, at least finish high school, Mm -hmm. if you're going to go get some form of a trade, or you're going to go to college, you need to figure out something to take care of yourself, to Mm -hmm. get a job. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else we need to teach that. So, like, yes, I don't think we let these parents off the hook. When you uh, you brought up the, the, the kids are raising the parents. No, 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 no. Parents, all, all my parents, listen to me, young parents, shouts out to y'all. Love y'all. You need to go get the help you need. So, if you need some life skills, blessing. If you need some financial um, teaching, as far as for how to manage money and understand money to make sure you're able to take care of the household properly so you don't have to have that toxic relationship in the household. No, no, you need to do what you need to do. And I, and I think it starts with the parents. Because to your point, mm-hmm. yes, we had the elders. Mm-hmm. It, it started with our grandparents, yeah. then worked our way down to our parents. And for some of us, I get, it started from my grandparents, worked my way down to my aunts, my uncles, yeah. then my parents. Yeah, I remember I, I could get whooped from anybody in my family. Yeah. I wish, I, wish I would be over my Uncle Harry house and something happened. Uh, he going to whoop me? Yep. Then when my old man picked me up. On the way home, he whooping me. Yep. And then when I get home, my mama gonna whoop me. Yep. <laughs> and and, and it, was, it was it was it was it was it was one of those things where 
it was necessary too as well because they wanted to teach me you there's a certain way you present yourself mm. there's a certain respect you have when you walk into somebody's house or mm-hmm. you're over somebody's house mm-hmm. and you're you're maybe using their thing yeah i got in trouble one day because I, I i messed up my uncle's stove or something it mm. was it was something simple i did mm. but I, but i messed it up and then i did, i had the audacity to say i wasn't gonna clean it up it was like i oh. messed the stove up oh, yeah yeah. That go? yeah i was smelling myself how'd that go? I, I thought because i was at my uncle's house you know wasn't gonna happen this unk you know what i said unk ain't gonna do nothing Right, right, right. I'm, I'm gonna beat the brakes off. Lord help me, Lord help me. That was the last time I messed with my shout out to my uncle Harry. That was the last time I messed with Uncle Harry. Uncle Harry, he, he said, "Let me remind you, <laughs> you came over my house. That's right. Yeah, I allow for you to make you something to eat. You at least fix up and clean up after yourself. That's all at he least. asked. That's he said, it. go. You can have anything you want in the refrigerator. Yeah, go make whatever you want. Yeah, clean the kitchen up clean. when you get That's done. Right. So That's that right. was just my issue. And then, like I said, I got smart mm. and called myself, gonna mouth off to him and tell him to wash his own dishes. Oh, you know. So wow. yeah, so I learned real quick. Yeah. Fast. Yeah, yeah, real quick. So, yeah, I, I think the structure, I, I brought these examples up because I think the structure within our households as the parents, mm. no, that needs to change. Now, don't get it twisted. I understand you still have bad kids yeah. that still have, you know, good parents yeah. that show them the structure. They still, but I don't know if they're, if they're the numbers, and we have to look those stats up to see if they're the same. So, I, I definitely got to share experience. <laughs> I was at the mall one day. Okay. Me and my wife. And, 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 and listen, everybody who knows me, the mall is therapeutic. Yeah, I know. We know I like about the shopping. Shop. Yeah, <laughs> listen, get out of my way. I like to buy me some clothes. I'm a sneakerhead. I like watches. I, it's a whole thing for me. So, and my wife knows. So she'll let me go out. She knows. She said, "Give me a few hours. I just want to go shopping." Even sometimes when I'm just window shopping because I might not even have an idea where I really want to buy something. Right, right. But just the idea of seeing what's out, what's yeah. new, right. trying to figure out what I can piece up, yeah. you know, and do whatever. Yeah. Boom. Mm. We were out. We had a great time, me and my wife. She bought some things. Mm-hmm. I bought some things. And we had a great time. Mm-hmm. We had some good lunch okay, at the mall. Okay. That's, uh, you don't, get, you don't yeah. get good lunch yeah. at the mall yeah. all the time. Yeah. You you guys, some of these food court it. situations ain't the best. Yeah. But today it was popping. Mm. We go to the car. She's like, what you want to do now? So we sitting in the car for a second on our phones, mm-hmm. just Googling some things, seeing where else we can go. It's a Saturday. Yeah. Right. We want to kick it a little bit. So we just seeing what's out, seeing if it's any events going, whatever. Mm. So, there was a vehicle mm-hmm. that was parallel to us, in front of us, that was backing up. Okay. I noticed that they was a little too close. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just being honest. I, I, wait a minute. So, <laughs> Y'all are really close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know you got the drivers that, you know, don't know how to, you know, parallel park, right, right, reverse, right. and all that. I get it. <laughs> so, they were coming. And before I allowed for them to get too close where they just even tap my the front of my yeah, car, yeah, yeah. I just honk my horn. Yeah, just let them know. Because maybe they didn't know. Maybe they didn't know. That was it. So honk my horn. They they pulled up. Yeah. Then they parallel back where they were in front of me and pulled back. Oh. And oh, so they did it. Okay. So, oh yeah. That, not, so now, so so you know me, I'm looking for that thing. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that, 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 yeah, yeah. that, that. Just in case it's a situation, <laughs> right, right, right. come on over here if you want. Right, right. We ain't track stars. I ain't, right. We ain't running nowhere. We gonna either listen. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> windows come down. Little young girls start oh. to mouthing out. Oh, oh, cussing, we rolling windows. Fu- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we rolling windows. What down. the da 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 da? Choice words. Can't say them. Da 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 da. Really? So you know. Okay. Shouts out to my wife. I got a Sagittarius. And Come I know on, some Sag. of y'all might not be in it, but Come on now. it's a fire about Sagittarius. Fire. Come on now. And I love it because it ignites Sag. me too as well. It yeah. just Go it ahead. do something to yeah, me. Right. So when she look at me and I look at her, <laughs> we didn't even say no words. Why at the, it, literally at the same time both doors open, she hop out, I hop out. <laughs> Cause it's smoking the city. 
Let's be very clear. We, we, oh, it, it, listen, Come she on. already know. I'm with you. She I'm know I'm you. going after the biggest. She go after the smallest. That's she right. already know. We, we, right. we, we did this plenty of times. Right, right, right. So we hopped out the car. Yeah. Eyebrows get up. Because one, I'm in a, I'm in a you know, I got yeah. Silverado. Right, right, right. 10-hour window. So yeah, maybe they thought they it was these little dude or something. Right, right, they thought right, it was right. little Shorty 240 or something. They thought it was Shorty 240. No, no, this ain't Shorty 240. This is 64300. 64300. Six four three. So let me let, allow me. What Jay say? Allow me to introduce myself. Oh, so now ain't nothing to say. Yeah, no, no, no. But we gave them before they pulled off. My wife and I both told them. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Y'all need to stop being so reckless. That's right. One. We only honked a horn because we didn't know if you were, you were paying, paying attention, attention. Yeah. and you were definitely way too close yeah. to be reversing from that spot right. up there right. all, all the way, way back here. Right. So you can say what you want to say, but you need to maybe adjust your mirrors That's right. so you can see a little bit clearly. That's all I did was honk the horn so you didn't bump me. Right, Why? Right. Because I don't want to get you into an insurance thing because I'm suing. <laughs> yeah. So you, I'm trying to help you out. Yeah. And they, they went on about their business. Yeah. But again... They couldn't have been no older than mm, 20, 20 at 20, the oldest. 20. 20 at the oldest. Mm-mm-mm. 20 at the oldest. And, and they were uh, it was a car full of young ladies. Mm. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Where they feel like they're entitled to where they can just say whatever they want to say yeah. when they're in the wrong. Right. It's unfortunate because, uh, and I and I really, really, hate, really, really hate that happened to you. I mean, we. Um, no, no, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? God, God was working on me. God was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to repent. So, no, no, I'm going to get free, y'all. Go ahead, go ahead. Every, every now and then, I think God does test us mm-hmm. to see where our patience is. Mm-hmm. And I think, at least for me, because I said some choice words. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I cussed them little jokers out. <laughs> and the Lord knows I cussed them out. So, I'm going to get free. So, y'all going to act like y'all perfect. <laughs> I didn't meet the mark that day. I'm sorry. Because it threw me off. Yeah. Because I was you helping not, them probably out. probably not expecting that. No, no. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I did nothing wrong. I'm helping you out. And yeah. you're going to cuss me out and tell me, who is you? Why you hawking your horn? I saw your car. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, all that loving hip-hop stuff. That back and forth rocking this <laughs> stuff. Love, I say, what is going on with these shows? Come on now. Come on. <laughs> so I, and, and I told her, I said, you don't want nothing with this one. Because I promise you, she's going to yeah. get a hold of you. And she's right. going to beat the life out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think... And this is so crazy. And I and I know we got to go to a break. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, this happens way too, too often. And it, here's the thing. It doesn't just happen when you're, like, trying to help people. Sometimes these people just rude for no, for no reason. Like, just rude for no reason. And to elders, too. Like, older people. Yes. And here's the thing. And it's just, like, it seems like they have lost an idea of what respect was. You brought it up a minute ago. He was like, man, if I did something when I was younger... I'm getting in trouble like six times before I get to the house. Same thing with me. Like if it was a problem at school and somebody else had to come get me. So first of all, the teacher, whoever, I probably know I'm probably go to church with them. They're going to give me the business. And then when, when I get to my grandma's house, I'm getting the business there. And probably from my auntie or uncle, whoever's there. Then by the time my parents come and get me, like it, it's round three. Like it's going to be three, four. Yeah, you know not to do that no more. And I just think that it doesn't always take like whoopings or anything like that but it does take a level of discipline that needs to start when a child is younger to let them know you can't just go pop off at everybody and we've taught our kids this too like having a nasty attitude you could be at a gas station and say the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time while they're standing in line and it could be your life 
on the day that you feel so entitled to just voice your opinion and be nasty to somebody that ain't even did nothing to you. So it's, you know, it's it's an epidemic. But I just wanted to, I wanted us to talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Listen, yeah. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, we talked about it today. Uh, shouts out to the, all the young adults out there listening. We love you. <laughs> Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. And The Fix is in. Holy Culture, Holy Culture Radio. Healing, hope, and how-tos. Welcome back, welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, you tap back into The Fix, your yeah. source of Faith and Fuse. Mm. Hip-hop, R&B, and poetry mm. in the middle of this real, real Dice and... Uh, Talking about our loved ones, our, our little young adults out here. Mm. And, um, you know, do they even believe in uh, being respectful and mm. moral principles and values? Mm-hmm. And is that a thing of the past? And <clears throat> these are our future leaders, Dice. These are supposed to be the future leaders uh, for us. You know, uh, I wow. mean, what, what do you think we are? I mean, we, we've given some examples of some bad situations. But do you think they're all, you know, headed down that bad road where we, we, we you know, in the next 10 years... Again, these are our future leaders. What, what do you think we're going to be in 10 years with the up-and-coming youth, young adults? Man, we could just just throw them all away and start <laughs> over. I'm just tired. Like, I, I, and I'll be real with you. The reason why I am tired is it's sad when you see somebody full of potential and they just don't get it. And it's like you, you're praying to God that they get it. And you're like, wow, your life could be this. But the road you're choosing is just the road to nothing. And it, and so just to see a life, a beautiful life wasted, you know, because this person is just believing that I get to say what I want to say to who I want to say it to, when I want to say it, how I want to say it. And like you said, zero accountability. And we already know the Bible is very specific about woe to those who offend you know what I'm saying? And hopefully you're not the one out here causing the offense, you know? But it's like so many ruined opportunities, folks. You and I both know, especially in the profession that we're in, um, just owning businesses and doing things. You have to know how to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? You have to know, even, even just in a regular conversation, the lines not to cross, you know? Like there is an order to respect when you need things in life, you know, when you're going to apply for your business loans or you're trying to have these partnerships or you're like, oh, I want to start a business. Let me go here. And what we'll do. Like you, you can't, like you could say some something reckless and get blocked out of a whole industry, you know? Like whether it's the music industry, acting industry, just by you saying, one thing wrong to somebody. I mean, we saw what they did to Kanye. He made a few comments and he didn't even shut it up. And trust me, his whole life changed because you and I both know, yes, the man will always have money, but he was on track. He was on pace. I mean, he was in Forbes, like a billionaire status, like tracking to be like one of the greatest men on the planet. And it's like, yeah, what you say and who you say it to matters. Now we can sit here and act like, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones. Words never hurt, but words will shut everything you thought you had going on down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's like, um, it's just when the youth don't see, and you talk about black on black violence all the time, same thing, you know, especially Chicago. A lot of it is just, you said this, I saw you online saying that. I mean, I can't count how many times there's been this back and forth online and somebody just show up and pop somebody at their house. Like, oh, oh, you was talking trash on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. X. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll be there in a minute. We know what party you at. You on live talking a lot. So it's like, they, <clears throat> there needs to be like, an interruption in, in the youth's lives, you know, especially if you guys who are listening, you know, a youth and you're like, you know what, if you would just like tone that down just a little bit or maybe not call people out of their name when you're talking to them, you could probably really go far. You know, and we do have some bad adults as examples out there, too. 
You oh, know, tons like, of them. Tons trust of me, them. I just watched the D1, his mom thing. Oh, dear God, the comment she made and World Star Hip I picked up. You ain't see it? D1's mom? I'm not D1. Um, oh, oh, Holy Gabbana. Holy Gabbana's mom. Yeah, Holy Gabbana. Holy Gabbana's mom. mom. Scratch that. But Holy Gabbana's mom. Yeah, I was like, this is normal though. I was talking to LJ. I said, man, the world is probably like, oh my God, you know, I can't believe. And I was like, any hood across America, I could roll through and I could find that lady. Facts. Absolutely find her. Mad at the world. Yeah. But you know what? I bet there's a million stories inside of her. I bet you if she could share some of her testimonies and think she made it over, it would encourage somebody differently. I bet if she would use a different language or even just have a sensitive approach to her son, life would life would be very different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And trust me, we, we know what it is. You know, we know about the struggle and things you've been through and how, what hurt looks like. And, you know, when people start saying stuff and you don't see it that way. Yeah, people's feelings get hurt. But you know what? My grandmother used to say, it's a little bit of truth in every lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little bit of truth in there. So... All I'm saying is like how you show up at times really determines what you get out of that room and out of that situation. So anyway. No, that's good. That's good. And, and I agree. We, we, we need to understand that how you show up in that room, it really will set the tone for so many different things. When you talk about just... So it, it, let, let me go down this real quick, and I know we got to go, but yeah. let me let, let, let's talk about the respect issue. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why the why the the young adults are so angry. I, I just fairly feel like they're like mad at the world, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to understand like some of these young adults they don't come from the inner city or yeah, the urban community true. or that's the true. projects, whatever you want to call it. Some of them have pretty good lives, yeah. live in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Some of them go to private schools. Mm. What are you mad at? What what in the world? I mean, you go home to a house, you got your own room, you got your own cell phone, probably vehicle. Mm -hmm. Your parents are working hard every single day to give you a better life and Mm -hmm. you're still mad at the world. Mm -hmm. Or you're trying to act or emulate something that you know you're You're not. not. Yeah. Because that's why what we do so uh, is so important right here. Not not trying to shame everything on the mainstream, but yeah. there are some mainstream artists or music that's out there that yeah. is pushing a message. Nah, but it ain't pushing lo- it like that though. It well, ain't, it, uh, and trust me, we already had this talk before. You well, know, we already, but, but, we already, we already talked I, about that before. I, we talked about it, but I, I'm telling you, especially at least it ain't for the man, the music I tell- focus. Yeah. It ain't the music. I listened to too short ever since I was ten you, years old. Dice, Dice, you different. You different. T- no, no, no. No, so, I'll so be real you, with you. You, and you I, are a small little bro. percentage but I'm just of saying, really what reality I'm, is. I'm just saying I'm highly influenced by music. I still do music. And I've always listened to hip-hop. And I listen to the most trash, disrespectful, you know, whoever better have my money type of music. And I never once popped off or was disrespectful to my parents or elders or my teachers or anybody I work with or at church. Like, totally Listen, you and I both know we can sit here and quote probably every hip hop line from the top ten MCs from Facts. the past, you know, fifty years. Facts. But ain't nobody out here talking crazy to people, you know. Not unless they roll up and they they ask for the gas, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, anybody doing that? So it's, it's it's. But I think it goes back to that respect level. I don't think these young adults in today they they don't respect anything. Well, I think trust me, their morals. I'll be real with you. The only thing they care about is looking good on the internet, they and do. I think this that is the biggest. Is this is the biggest downfall of youth. Like, I, and I, I shared this before where one girl, she spent like 20K just traveling the world to take pictures, had hotels, and then was in debt. 
trying to impress the internet. What's her you, name? You, don't, you remember her name? I don't know. I could find it, though. I, Dollar we'll sign, Google the it. Fix Radio Show. Yeah, just in case. We'll Google it. Show into we'll a Google good ministry it. since you got 20K to just travel and yes, take pictures. Yes, yes. We're going to do something but positive pe- but with this the money. But this is their world. It's like <laughs> Lord, you're, you're trying to look good, but you don't know consistency. You don't know how to be the like uh, independent you know you don't know how to show up every day you don't know how to work hard you just want to look like you're doing something instead of actually doing it and so I think that that plays into I'm angry because I'm not getting the result that I think I can but they don't understand you're not putting in the work though you're not actually working a job or investing or building anything you're just trying to look good on the internet yeah ain't nobody paying you for clicks you know what I'm saying ain't nobody paying you for this like no like I could just be a brand ambassador good luck because the average brand ambassador is like 12k a year like you are not you're not just about to blow up because you you just cute you know what I'm saying? People going to keep coming to your page. Yes, you're going to have a lot of fans and friends. Yes, but it, it needs to turn into a product or whatever eventually. So I just think sometimes they're doing things that they see people on the Internet doing and they're not getting a good result. So they just think they can go do that. No, some of y'all need to go to school. Some of you need to go learn a trade. Some of you need to go serve somewhere. Some of you need to go volunteer. Some of you need to be missionaries. Some of you need to go do something else instead of trying to be one of these influencers online mm. everybody can't be an Who you influ- influencing yeah and everybody can't be a, a rapper you know what i'm saying everybody everybody want to rap everybody want influence yeah. it's like some of you need to be doctors lawyers teachers you know uh city workers you know it's like some of you need to be you know delivering babies or doing other things because to your point what does the future really look like what are our politicians going to really oh, look like you know what i'm saying what are, what are our church lawyer. leaders going to look like yeah Ooh. yeah so it's like you know i think the morality could be changed but i think the older people now, I would say everyone like 35 and up really needs to start having in-depth conversations with the youth and saying, this is what I see. This is what you could do and what you could be. And these are these are some this is some feedback. These are some things you could change. Now, why don't you try this this week? Come back and tell me if it worked for you. Like and start to build real relationships with the youth, and, you know, in, in the community, because it's going to take a village to really change the morals of the youth of today right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, DJ Focus Dice Gamble, we gotta go to a quick break. We're coming back with more. Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. And The Fix is in. Holy Culture, Holy Culture Radio. Healing, hope, and how-tos. Yo, what's good, family? Welcome back to Lyrics for the Mind, where we break down the real talk and the lyrics and give some mental health perspective. So listen, today... We're going to dive into this Aha Gazelle track, No Religion. This track is putting the script on all y'all religious churchy folks, so uh, get this in your spirit real good. <laughs> Aha kicks this song off strong, saying, if I rock a cross, then Jesus ain't going to be on it. He going to be missing. Listen, that's a powerful statement. Listen, Aha is challenging the norm, especially when you talk about religious expectations. Now, if anybody, it, it, all my listeners out there, if you're a true Aha Gazelle fan, you know that he's always been vocal about to the critics who continue to say he doesn't use Jesus enough in his bars. Listen, mental health check. Breaking free from toxic traditions can be straight up liberating. And your peace of mind can be very vital to your mental. So listen, stop worrying about what people say, especially when you talk about the critics. Listen, the critics going to be the critics. They always going to argue. They always going to form their opinions. It's going to be what it's going to be. And I think I love uh, what AHA is uh, pushing in this song, especially when you talk about he flips the narrative, putting the focus back on his grind and, and, and the importance of his mental well-being and drowning out the negative people and getting in purpose and hustling. And that's a that's a powerful antidote for the haters. Why, why they why they hating? 
you just keep, you know what I'm saying, pushing. You just keep grinding. You just keep moving forward. That's where you want to be. Listen, AHA spits. I do not do religion. Listen, mental health check. Toxic religion vibes can mess with your head. AHA keeps it real. Choosing the raw truth over religious norms. Building a genuine connection uh, with Jesus Christ. Listen, we talk about it. Relationship. We talk about it. Accountability versus judgment all the time here on the show. And I think that's key. We, we constantly want to hold people accountable or want to judge them. Forgive me. We constantly want to judge people without building proper relationships to hold them accountable. And we need to do a better job of that within our community. Listen, uh, back to these lyrics. Much is required to much is given. Aha dropping wisdom right now. Uh, echoing biblical vibes. A mental health check. Recognize the responsibility that comes from the blessings for the balance of your mindset. That's key to leveling up. You want to go to that next level, you have to have that mindset of understanding what you do, holding yourself accountable, and everything that goes into your mental. He's touching on being misunderstood. Listen, when you talk about these critics, oh my goodness, they are always out to get us. They're always trying to keep us down, but I think AHA in these lyrics breaks it down to a level where he's not worried about them. AHA's calling out the fake ones. You know who y'all are. Uh, the ones who are already out there talking about they serve God, but they only serve God when it suits their ambition, their selfish ambitions. Listen, mental health insight. Real spirituality is authentic and it contributes to positive mental well-being, not just for show. I'm free Barabbas. they rather see me locked up deep in prison. Aha facing societal expectations head on. Listen to mental health check. External pressures can mess with your head. So it's vital to stay true to yourself. Be the best version of you. Don't try to be a carbon copy. Don't try to be mimicking nobody else. Just be authentically who you are. AHA is all about self-confidence, not looking for that external validation. Mental health move. Rely on your external strength and your passion. It's a powerful form of self-care. Listen, to sum it all up, it's no religion track. Listen, it's a call to free toxic traditions. Listen, keep it authentic. Prioritize your mental well-being. Aha's Gazelle's lyrics blend self-awareness and they give it that uh, Jesus and trap music vibe. Listen, you need to continue to uh, block out the noise. Remember, your mental health journey is yours. Listen, stay real, stay focused, and keep grinding. Keep hustling. Listen, that's lyrics for the mind. You're in the mix with The Fix Show. How good was uh, Judah One coming on here? Jonathan Judah Isaac. Power forward, small forward for the Orlando Magic, and uh, the first Please. person of the Ever. faith to have Bible verses on sneakers that are being worn in the NBA. That's that's huge. Well, hopefully they'll be worn all around the world by uh, other consumers because that's insane. I, I love the expression of faith. Obviously, definitely me being a business owner who created a whole brand around expressing faith. So the fact that uh, he's doing it. As an athlete, a professional athlete, confidently, mm-hmm. and uh, man, and I like the shoes, and I saw the red and black ones too. I it said something about red and black, and uh, then I was on his page, and I was like, "Oh, so y'all got the red and black when they come out?" Because I would like to have a pair of those. But no, I'm I'm just proud of him for his stance that he's been taking. And uh, it took me a minute to research, you know, how long he had been Jesus focused, but he's been on Jesus for a while. He has. I mean, publicly, publicly, as he has been in the NBA, and that is impressive. That's impressive. So 
I think that's Absolutely. why he's getting a lot of respect right now. Yeah, especially you know a lot of a lot of times uh, uh, athletes are scared to share their faith. So mm. I'm glad he is being bold about it. Um, I'm glad he took the stance um, a few years back, you know, during the pandemic. And yeah, he he chose to stand uh, when the national anthem was being you know uh, sung. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, definitely shouts out to him. We, how good was that convo? Uh, we pray uh, all the young adults ain't too mad at us, but uh, we just want to have a little conversation. We definitely shout out all the young adults who are doing the right thing and are being respectful, not only to themselves, but also to others. It's, it's not just I don't want y'all to think we, uh, you know, what I'm saying uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, 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 because we because we're elders, you know, we just got to have our way. That ain't it. We just saying just, just come on now. Just, just be respectful. And, and please listen. Shouts out to everybody who uh is about to stop doing all these smashing and grabs. I don't know who doing it, <laughs> young, old, but whatever. But I'm tired of seeing it on the news dice, and uh, I'm really praying for all these uh, people who are doing these mobs where they running into these stores and breaking and stealing people's stuff. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what you guys think the police are going to finally do. They're going to come up with something, and mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to get hurt. That's the first thing we say is, you know, why the cop pull his gun on somebody? Well. Things like this we can't do. So I just want to shout out whoever's doing that, whether you're young, old, or whatever, these smash and grabs and grabbing designer bags and running in stores 10, 10 at a time and everybody just grabbing what they want, ain't pay for nothing. Nah, go get a job and buy whatever you want. It, I promise you it works. It's a great system. <laughs> mm. It's unfortunate. I did see uh, th- there was like a, a mall in Africa. You know, they keep the oil at the front. You know, like the big um, yeah. jugs of Crisco or the liquid, the liquid kind. And when people run in there and start doing that, they just pour the oil outside the door and they, so can't, they, even, they can't even get away. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, God, that's brilliant. I was like, every mall across the world should keep oil at the front, you know, like by the entrance. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you can go, out, go on, come on in here. Act like you want to take what you're going to take, but you ain't going to be able to run. And by the time you get back up and figure it out, trust me, the police gonna be here. So it's unfortunate people take what's not theirs, and, and we definitely gotta pray for them. But uh, yeah, y'all need to be safe because y'all mess around and rob the wrong person one day, and you ain't gonna you ain't gonna make it home. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 number, and none of us want that. That's nobody the thing wants about that. it. That's why we. That's why we talking about it. Nobody yeah. want it. Nobody wants anybody to get hurt. Nobody yeah. definitely doesn't want anybody to go to yeah. jail. I'm, yeah. I'm a firm believer. I don't want to send anybody to the prison. Mm-hmm. System. Let's be very mm-hmm. clear. That, not that's not a good system to be a part of and, and be in. So listen, mm-hmm. we praying for y'all, man, and we praying for all the people out there. We mm-hmm. pray that they uh, have a change of mind and start doing something different. Well, we got to get out of here, y'all. Uh, we will be uh, tomorrow. Uh, listen, if y'all just joining the Fix family, tomorrow now. is winning prescription friday Ooh. what's the winning prescription listen dice and i we got 10 bangers we're gonna talk about it we're gonna uh, review these bangers we got six categories we got our 10 mic scale sometimes mm-hmm. it go up to 12 or 11 right right <laughs> it just depends on how fire the song is we're gonna talk about the creativity the originality the content uh, uh definitely the lyrics the message is it ministry driven and a little bit of everything else that goes into it so y'all definitely know every friday we are music heavy Tap in, tap in. We're going to play all the new bangers. Everything mm-hmm. that's releasing tonight, listen, it's going to be played in the morning. So mm-hmm. tap in with us every Friday. And yeah, our sis going to be joining us too as well. We got a new segment called Unsaid Truth. Wow. Uh, featuring Char Love Jones. So uh, y'all want to tap in because, uh, yeah, I don't think y'all ready for that. Them combos going to be off the hook. Uh, definitely ministry driven, but uh, yeah, a little edgy. So it might not be for everybody that, you know, 
you know, I, all my Bible thumpers, I don't know. We might, y'all, that one might not be, that mama might be a little bit too edgy for y'all. So pray for us. We, we listen, that's the beautiful thing. We call it the fix for a reason. We just trying to figure it out. We mm. ain't got it all figured out, but we, we, we got some thoughts and opinions and God has told us to speak to a different audience. So yeah, definitely tap in tomorrow for the unsaid truth. Of course, the faith and sports report, and I'll have another lyrics for the mind. And of course, news in 90. Listen, as always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.